We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're coming to you live from YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. On Sunday, August 22nd, the dead time of the NBA. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got Justin with me tonight. Hello, everybody. Taylor's in the building. Speaking of dead time of the NBA, your boy's uh, still going strong with his uh, new football uh, following. Just watched the Chelsea-Arsenal game this morning. Had a great time. Very good. I, you said, <laughs> speaking of dead time, I thought Joe you were going to tell us about a dead person. And I was getting <laughs> speaking of dead mildly time. Mildly concerned. Uh, we've also got Nick Crane. Speaking of dead time, Taylor just tried <laughs> calling out someone on Twitter and then realized that the list he was looking at was the wrong list. <laughs> Technically, it wasn't. They just, uh, the worst part about that is that they, they, they actually did something similar to what we did. And, uh, Shay's minutes were listed at small forward majority this season, mm. but they put him at shooting guard. Okay, so technically they were still wrong. I have no <laughs> clue what's going on right now. So, <laughs> well, gentlemen, it is the dead time of the NBA. There is literally nothing going on. The uh, why don't you hype hired... up this? Why don't you hype up this pod some more? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So who wants to talk about their feelings? <laughs> what? <laughs> The Atlanta Hawks hired an assistant coach today. Not we're going to spend riveting. That. We're going to spend forty-seven minutes breaking that down. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Beverly is on a tour of the NBA. Mm, he is. Indeed. Good way I to wonder if uh, if he shoved anyone else in the back at any of these uh, recent stops. Salty Tends much. to happen in uh, in Timberwolves practices, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Touche. We're not going to talk about all that because uh, that stuff's not interesting. So in, in an effort to find something for us to chat about Thunder related tonight, I figured, uh, so it is my first week back at school. 
Uh, I have had children in the classroom for two days now. And those two days I came home and took a fat old nap, <laughs> sat down on the couch and just blacked TF out for like two hours. Um, teaching in the middle of a pandemic is it's a lot of work. Yeah. So in, in honor of school being back in session, we're going to give out some homework today, boys. Ooh, I, uh, I've always gross. had the way of being able to give out homework. That's actually a joke. I've never given out homework in my history as a teacher. Um, but I'm going to extend you guys the offer to start giving out homework. Uh, but instead of giving them up to students, you're going to give out homework to Thunder players. Since Ooh. the Thunder are bringing back or bringing in tons of young guys this season as we continue through the youth movement and the rebuild, those young guys need to develop over the summer. They need homework so they can refine their skills, become better, and then do great on the test, which are the games. So I'm going to give each of you a player, and then you're going to decide what their homework is for their basketball game for the rest of this offseason leading into the regular season. All right. Um, and then after that, we will take some questions from the chat. We've got some, some around the association stuff as well. But you can't just say, like, I hate it when NBA players say, yeah, I just worked on my game this summer. Like, <laughs> no shit you worked on your game, my man. Tell us specifics, right? So you guys wait. have to give us specifics <laughs> on what they need to work on in this offseason to come back better. Uh, Nick, bless your soul. You're first up. Are you ready? Ready. Your student is Darius Baisley. Oh, that's mm. a fun one. What homework are you giving Darius Baisley? What specific things to focus on between now and October 20th, the first game of the season? Nick, I don't know if you watched that video of highlights this, oh, uh, this morning from uh, the, the open gym run of him, Job Morant. Um, we had, uh, who else? Ben Simmons. Um, but I don't think he needs to work on anything. He's a superstar now. I actually just, I just finished a story on what Bayes needs to improve on. So this oh. is, thanks, thanks for picking me, Jacob. Allie, you oh, hey. um, this is, go ahead and plug the story first. To, uh, it just, it's just a, a prospect story. Just looking at Bayes as a player what he needs to improve on coming into year three. Um, Which of your 10 media outlets is it posted on? SI. It'll be out at <laughs> seven, seven in the morning. Um, two SI things. stands for Sports Illustrated. Everyone. Two things <laughs> that he needs to work on. All right. Um, one being just being better with the ball. Like he, he averaged more turnovers than assists last year, 2.2 turnovers, 1.8 assists, just decision-making. If he's going to be this point four that the thunder want to see in positionless style of play, just need to take better care of the ball. So that's one thing. Uh, two is going to be shooting efficiency. The man only averaged, I think what I can't remember now, 14 or so points on like 12 and a half shot attempts, which is obviously not good. He shot like 40% from the floor, 29% from deep. If you're going to get that many shots, you got to score more points. Jacob's always been big on that. That was his knock on mellow as it takes him 18 shots to score 20 points. Um, Bays didn't far off from that. So I think that's the second thing is just doing more with the shot attempts you get. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Any of you, you other guys have anything to add to that? Time for the intern to act like a full-time employee. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> that was so dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nick, I think that that efficiency comes in. Like, like so your homework is uh, basically become more efficient scoring the ball. And I think the three places that he becomes more efficient at scoring the ball, 
higher percentage from three. That one's mm-hmm. just obviously like a given, right? Yep, right. Um, being able to finish at the rim better, which I think mm-hmm. also includes being more aggressive when he is there. I feel like a lot of times he goes up soft and low rather yep. than uh, trying to like rip the rip the rim off the backboard. And number three, get to the free throw line, right? Yep. And, and that kind of ties into that attacking the basket more aggressively. I think if he gets two of those three things this season, you see a big jump in efficiency. Well, if, if he just shot just a little bit better, yeah. I'm not saying Shea efficiency just shot like not horrific splits with the amount of shots he took last year. He, he could have the same exact role shooting the exact same amount of shots and he could average 18 or 19 points pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. So to add some color to Nick's point, um, 39.6% from, from the field for Darius Baisley, um, 5.2, three point attempts. He only shot 29% from three, which is horrendous. That's also had seven, uh, 7.3, two point attempts. 47% from the field. So that's kind of where I think Nick is getting at when he says just a little more efficient. Yeah, right. What, what was you look at his free throw percentage? His 70? free throw percentage was 70, which is not great either. Got to get that his, up as well. Yeah. His efficiency, his field goal efficiency rating 45.6%. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, get that and, up and a couple percentages. And Taylor, yeah. you mentioned that, that video from him at that pickup run, which the footwork on that move was nice. Was the ball phenomenal. Was yeah. nice. The release still kind of low. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not out here to nitpick, player, to nitpick right? random pickup run, right? Yep. But like, yeah. And, and I don't expect him to get to the free throw line and be more efficient there, be more aggressive and finish better at the rim and shoot better from three. Like that's asking a lot. But if you can improve on two of those three things, I think you're in, headed in the right direction. It's a big year for him too. I mean, nope. this is like, I don't know if, if he doesn't, do that homework. My man's getting kicked out of school. Right. Yeah. We talked about that. Or actually Nick and I talked about that on Wednesday, right? Like Presley's not one to, um, to let or at least restrict your free agents that he's interested in long-term. And I think they are interested in Baisley long-term, assuming he's able to produce this season. Um, he's not one to let those players reach that re- re- restrictive free agency. Um, and the players that we've seen recently, Hami, Spee, like both of them are no longer with the Thunder. So at that point, like you said, Jacob, he's either getting traded this season uh, if they don't extend him, or they obviously aren't that concerned about keeping him long-term. So this is a big season for him to to prove some of the things that you guys just mentioned um, in order to keep him, for him to be able to even save the Thunder. And all that, all that to say, like, that gives him the opportunity to be maybe the biggest, like, take a jump kind of guy. Yes. He's, he's, he's got nowhere to go, but up quite frankly. Nick and I talked about that Wednesday as well. I'll save that. I think for our preseason preview, but that's one of my, uh, probably one of my bet, but I'll center one of my bets around that um, for you guys. I like it. Justin, Mr. Peabody, as we Mm. should call you. Would you go by Mr. Peabody as a teacher? Would I have a choice? Yeah. You can have kids call you whatever you want. (laughs) Bow down to me, peasants. <laughs> Lord Peabody. Nick, Nick, are you going to be Mr. Crane? Yeah. Are you just going, are you just going this easy Mr. Well, Crane? Your, your Coach K, I'll go Coach C. There you go. Oh, there you go, Coach. Most kids don't call me Coach K. I get, I get <laughs> Niffin or Niff. Most kids call me Niff. So that's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's that's what I got. I'm so, calling you Niff. so Mr. Peabody, is that where we're going with Mr. Peabody? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. P. Call him P. PB? <laughs> Master P. 
Master. You got to get your graduate's degree to be able to be called Master. <laughs> Mr. Peabody, like the cartoon dog. Let's there you go. go. With that. I love it. Also, I just want it to be out there in the ether right now. Even when Kamiar gets his PhD, I'm not calling him Dr. Moravian. Not happening. <laughs> Dr. K. Not not happening. <laughs> All right, Mr. Peabody. Yes. What are we doing? <laughs> your student mm. is a uh, foreign exchange student. Ah, wee oui, wee. Oui. Mr. Lugens Dort. Mm, different foreign exchange student. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most, fair warning. Apparently, we are running the international school out of yeah, Oklahoma that's right. City. That's right. All the all the the yes. international boarding school. Yes, all the foreign <laughs> students are coming to our school. So, Mr. Peabody, your your pupil is Lugens Dort. What homework are you giving him? I think he's really got to improve. First of all. Uh, with his on-ball defense. It's just abysmal. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, uh, it's it's on the offensive end, right? It's got to be on the offensive end. His defense, everybody knows what his defense is. Uh, Offensively, you know, he's great at driving the rim. He was even, you know, solid behind the arc. I think there's definitely, you know, room for improvement behind the arc to become like a true 3 and D type player. But what I would like to see him come in this year is a little bit more like of the in-between whether that's some mid-range shots where it makes sense like using that shot selection does it have to be a three-pointer off the catch or a drive uh, or is there something else he can work in but more so i think passing getting lou dort to act a little bit as like a playmaker I think looking at how this Thunder roster is constructed, looking at all these guys that they're bringing in with high basketball IQ, I feel like where the team is trying to head is where like everybody can make a smart passing play. And I feel like that's probably one of Lou Dort's maybe weak spots right now. So seeing him improve on court vision and, and making plays for others, not just you know slashing or catching and shooting behind the arc, I think would make him like really formidable on the offensive end to pair with obviously what we know about him on the defensive end. I think that's fair. I like that. I like that. Let's say he does that homework and he progresses as far as a ball mover and a decision maker. What kind of contract do you think he gets? Ooh, <laughs> well, so this, this is the fun question. Like I Nick know that, and I have been that, talking that, a lot that's about a, that's that. a big question. And a lot of people have pointed to Marcus smarts. That's what I was uh, just going to say. We just saw Marcus extension. smart get a big extension. Um, I think you could make the argument that, you know, that's, that's within range. Um, especially given that Dort is younger, uh, Marcus smart is probably heading one direction and Lou Dort is heading the other at their current points in their careers. And if you can lock up Lou Dort and he can be a Marcus smart for your team, maybe a Marcus smart plus knock on wood. Uh, I think that, I, I think he's worth that. Yeah. Do you know how, do you know how old Marcus Smart is? He's no, like don't tell me. Seven, right? Like sneaky young, isn't he? Twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's there it so is. So freaking old. The OSU alum knows. <laughs> no, 20, I won't be twenty-eight till the end of this next season. Okay. Well, that's he's, younger than I thought in my yeah, head. Yeah. He's. It feels like he got drafted <laughs> yeah. so long yes. ago. It does. I still remember watching him at OSU, though. And like, why? Yeah. I, I, still I remember, remember watching him. him almost fist fight that guy. Yeah, it's the Texas Tech. Tech. Oh, Texas, yeah, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah, I was in Dallas, Dallas, exactly Dallas baby. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of completely, completely irrelevant, but if you guys have not yet watched uh, the Netflix doc 
it yeah, was the fantastic. Good My stuff. only complaint is it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't long enough. I'm just gonna uh, you know, just huh. let it let it be you, there. Uh, you get that complaint a lot, Taylor. Yeah, <sighs> it happens. Hey. Hey, 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 easy. <laughs> All right, Nick. Well, well, we've got Lou Dort, or not Nick, I'm sorry, Justin, Mr. Peabody. We've Mr. got Peabody. Lou Gens Dort. Mr. Peabody, thank you. Yes, yes, Mr. Peabody. We've got Mr. Dort Peabody, Dort sir. Uh, hopefully, he will show up to the pre test, aka the preseason, uh, ready to go and, and has worked on that homework. Uh, Mr. Peterson. Oh, that sigh at the beginning. Is that because it's me or is it because of the player you're giving me? Taylor, you know, you know, you know, Taylor's got the longest test of anybody. Yeah, look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Comprehensive. Taylor, Let's talk about the season. Let's talk about your career. Ta yeah, no, Taylor's <laughs> I'm a, test. Hey, I'm Nick, I'm going to give you some multiple choice. Yeah. And then every <laughs> Never mind. An open ended short answer question. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor would get beat up in a high school as a teacher. <laughs> I'm just letting you know those kids would, would want to fist fight you. <laughs> Mr. Peterson, you get another foreign exchange student. Teo Maladone is your Dang pupil. It. I was hoping you were going to give me Peo, or sorry, give me Poku, um, but I figured you would give me Teo. That's okay. You, you get Teo, who, uh, who just. Attended summer school. He did pretty well at summer school. Um, a, a little bit That's of up good. and down. Some of his some of his classmates weren't that great, and so uh, he has now left summer school. He's doing homework before the regular school year starts. What homework are you giving, uh, Teo Maladone? Well, um, like you said, in summer school, <laughs> he got bigger and stronger, right? That was the first thing that we noticed. He wasn't getting um, beat up in summer school. He showed up yoked. That's right. That's right. He showed up <laughs> yoked. He, uh, during the, the off season, AKA summer break, um, he was putting the work in apparently two times a day in the gym. And it definitely showed on the court during uh, summer league. We saw him be uh, a little more aggressive, especially in that first game. After that, you know, you can't really take a ton from from the rest of those games based off of a who, who who he was playing with b trying to keep him healthy c all of his close friends who were close in his age that he played with last season were all in vegas with him there's a good chance that you know um as i think sam Vecini said in one of his recent podcasts um there's a lot of players especially those that have their future secure long term who show up some of those games hung over i'm not saying that was teo necessarily i'm just saying something else to take into consideration <laughs> into consideration it is summer um so all that being said i think when i look back on tails last season the most easy thing to say is that um he just needs to become a more efficient player on both ends of the floor um but that's again it kind of a softball because tail played the most minutes of any thunder player last season based off those injuries and let's be completely honest the tanking job that we saw that last half of the season um but i think what that did and we've talked a lot about this but that gave um, a lot of development time early on for tail that he wouldn't have otherwise gotten and because of that i i, I play especially what we saw in summer league um, and the size that he's put on, I expect him to be more efficient. But just to that point really quick, only shot 36.8% from the floor on 9.4 attempts, uh, which is honestly quite a bit for uh, the position that he was playing. 33.5% from three on um, 4.8 attempts and had a field goal efficiency of 45.4. Again, not a great super efficient score, but a lot of that can be shocked up to the majority of his minutes came in that latter half of the season. Um, so I'm not necessarily concerned about that, but that is something he's going to have to focus on is being more efficient around the rim, drawing contact, getting to the free throw line. Like we talked about with Shay last about this time last year, being a little more efficient from the three point line and creating for his teammates. 
Um, and I also just hope, just kind of a side note, that his new strength and size um, translates on the defensive end as well. You guys have anything to add to the homework list? How could we? Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I, th I think he's spot on. Like Teo's a guy that, like his his career is likely going to be as a sixth man. Um, there's lots of or things. like a Rubio starter. That's kind yeah, of what right, I keep right. thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's a lot of things that he could get a lot better at. But at the, at the end of the day. Um, if he just gradually gets better from where he was last year as an 18, 19 year old, I think you're good with the 34th pick having Teo there. Like I, I yep. Teo doesn't have to become a superstar for me to be happy with him. You know, like the, yep. the expectations are a little bit lower than some of these other guys. Don't bring that energy into a school building. Just, to, <laughs> uh, I think for me, I would also add for Teo, I want part of his, his homework would just be be more aggressive. Like, I feel like Teo. That's a lot of guys though. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like Teo's nature is just to be very conservative, not take risks. Yep. Um, like game manager. Yeah. Like, could there be more, two more polar opposite players than Teo Maladone and like LaMelo ball? Yep. They're Good just point. so fundamentally different yeah. in the way they approach the basketball game. Yep. Uh, and, and I think it raises Teo's floor, but it severely limits his ceiling. And maybe that's just totally. the kind of guy he is, but I would try to make him push that envelope a little bit. Well, think it's about interesting. Most, most superstars have that like swagger or like the way they carry themselves. And it's mm -hmm. like that LaMelo ball type. And that just, you, you kind of have to have that personality to be, a star quite frankly yep. yeah I, it's I interesting think it, to me because he's much more of like a traditional point guard like yes. 20 years ago teo maladon is exactly what you wanted running the point mm -hmm. the game it's almost manager, like he learned from tony parker field. yeah like yeah okay <laughs> um but like the even keeled like those weren't necessarily always your your flashy stars i think that's changed quite a bit over the last couple decades in the NBA, but I think he absolutely will continue to have an important role on any team, whether that's the thunder or otherwise, because people always want, you want that kind of steadying force. Like think about if the thunder are, you know, they had a lead, it evaporates and Teo can like kind of set everybody straight. He can come yep. in, like run the offense, get everybody back in a groove, kind of stop the bleeding a little bit. Like you need somebody like that on the team who can kind of like reset everybody. And I think he, he can do that pretty well. That's fair. Very fair. All right, Mr. Crane, your next student is in the building. Uh, we don't know how much your next student has been focusing on his schoolwork because he's been too busy working on his SoundCloud career. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Trey 1K. Is it Trey 1K or Trey 2K? 1K. Trey 1K. Trey Mann, new student to the school. He yeah. uh, he needs a little bit of guidance. You you kind of know what he's good at, what he's not good at, but uh, you have some homework for him before he officially shows up at your school. What are you giving your SoundCloud rapper? Um, I'm gonna go a different direction with with Trey Mann. Um, and it's nothing to do with on the court. I think whatever he needs to do off the court to stay confident, that's what he needs to do um, for his homework assignment. If that's SoundCloud rapping, so be it. But I think he has the potential to be really, really good, like better than where he was drafted at. But he also has T-Ferg potential where mm -hmm. if he's not confident, 
like his play style, it just just requires it. He's he's not he's not a T Ferg player. He is a much better shot creator. He's much more flashy. Um, I think that if he's a confident player, he's going to be really really good. If he's not, I mean the the way he plays, you can't play that way if you're not shooting well. If you're not confident, so all that to say, um, I don't think there's much needs to work on. Like in summer league, he shot horrific, but it was like he was creating good shots. He was rimming out in a lot of things that should have gone in. He could have very easily been first team all summer league before he left for personal reasons. If his shots were falling, like he was generating good shots, just comes down to confidence, keeping his head on straight, staying mentally focused. And however he needs to do that, that's his homework assignment. I like that. Um, I that, think the biggest test for that with him will be deep into the season when the Thunder's record is not great and they haven't won a lot of games and maybe his role isn't what he's used to. And I think those the, the kind of dog days of the NBA season is really where that's going to be tested a little bit. Yep, I agree. His last game of Summer League before he left for personal reasons, watching that game on television, and Nick, I believe you were at that game. Uh, Justin was already on a plane ride home. But watching that game on television, there was a lot of plays where Trey caught the ball at the perimeter, had a three, hesitated, didn't shoot it, and tried to put the ball on the floor instead. And looked like he lacked some of that confidence. Yep. And yep. yeah, he's the kind of guy he is um, just by hearing the few interviews I've seen him do. Um, he's the kind of guy that I think is that confidence type of guy like you're, ta- like you're talking about, Nick. You know, he, I mean, shit, to be a SoundCloud rapper, you have to have some swag, right? Like yep. you, you yeah. gotta have it, you gotta have it going. Some of those moves we saw in the first game, like you, like you, you've been saying this, Jacob, ever since he was drafted, right? It's like he's got the sauce. Yeah, um, too much sauce. That's, that's confidence. Well, the yeah. the quote he had after the second game, this is his last game in summer league. Um, I think you're right, Jacob. He said, um, "I've been in something along the lines of I've been in shooting slumps before, and the way I got out of them was by keeping on shooting. Mm-hmm. Shooters <laughs> keep shooting. And I need, think that's his thing." That- if he's going to be a 10 shot a game kind of guy this year, he's got to go out there and fire up 10 shots. He can't be, yeah, you can't have no confident. Yeah. He's just got to fire him he up. needs that. He needs that Dion waiters mindset. That's yep. right. Maybe we need to get him some tutoring. Hey, some, uh, Dion waiters uh, to tutor. there we go. I yeah. like it. Bring him in. I've been saying that ever since we drafted him, especially in summer league, like he's what, one of those players. Pair him with Dion waiters. Yeah, uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They've already brought Anthony Morrow back into the fold. And that's I, true. I don't know hey. if Rob, the front office, like can legally like get Dion, but uh, give him whatever. Do. I don't care. Assistant GM, I don't care. <laughs> I just think Trey's going to be one of those guys that's either like, there's going to be Thunder fans who are like just infuriated by him uh, or with him or are going to be super stoked about him. Uh, sometimes both, as we've seen with Thunder fans sometimes, um, depending on the game there's going to be games where he goes for like 20 plus off the bench. Like Nick was saying, where he's scoring 10 plus or sorry, uh, is shooting 10 times and super efficient off of that. And he's on fire. There's going to be other games where he's um, O of 10 and Thunder fans hate it because why is he not passing back to Josh Giddy? You know, yeah, and no, I, um, I want to see this dude just exactly fire. Like it's a bottom. Exactly. That's what he has to keep doing. I'm with you guys. Right. And then the defensive end is something else to keep in mind that can come later on. Yeah. I, to me, it is a very good sign if we get into preseason and early in the regular season 
and we can visibly see Trey Mann talking shit on the court. Yeah. That's a great sign. Yeah. Yep. That's yes. a great sign. Cause I do worry that he's going to be like Jeremy Lamb esque. If we don't see him like hit three pointers and just immediately Trigger. pull his jersey over, start pointing to that 100 emoji tattoo on oh, his he shoulder. He needs to do like the, just, like the inject it. My yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would lose my mind. <laughs> All right, Mr. Peabody, uh-huh. your next student, another foreign exchange student, new to your school. He just arrived. Something going on with the shoulder. You don't know, but it's not COVID. <laughs> so you're all right. As far as we know, Mr. Josh Giddy. Uh, he, he has two two parents uh, who were very good. gifted. It's a good start, right? Um, he's already been in like advanced level courses overseas. Mm-hmm. And now he's coming mm-hmm. to see how good he can be in America. What homework are you giving? Uh, he did come to summer school. Uh, got sick day one. Never came back. Uh, I actually got sick first period of that wasn't that wasn't the I was gonna say he got locked out of his locker or something. Yeah, that works too. That works too. Uh he got he well what happened was he showed up and he bullied uh the star pupil, threw down a dunk on him. Oh, I like it. And And then then, then he got expelled. (laughs) So what's your homework? What's your homework for your new student, Josh Giddy? Well, the first thing Josh Giddy needs to do is uh, invest in a nice, fine pair of ankle weights. Just lay down in front of the TV, uh, put some jazzercise on, and start start getting those things strong, baby. Because uh, we, we can't be tripping over our own feet in the NBA. We yeah. can't be twisting our ankle. Those, or, you know, like, maybe don't wear low-top Kobe's. But Hey, on. that ship has sailed. Uh, <laughs> I, used, I used to be firmly on the no low-top basketball shoes, but that, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Um, so aside from, you know, putting him in like the crazy KD shoes that went up his calf, I think that oh, those shoes were horrible. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I just remember feet. what those looked like. Those were horrible. Giddy needs to work on his shot. Uh, we know Giddy is an incredible passer. We know that Giddy, uh, can drop some dimes. We know that he can move the ball. We know he's a playmaker. He needs to work on his shot. His shot form is rough. And the results are inconsistent. And those two things probably go hand in hand. I think the Thunder development staff is probably going to be focusing on that, if I had to guess. Um, I think that it's probably also not going to make a ton of progress like during the season. I feel like that's usually like an off-season thing that you see guys make big progress on. And so it'll be up and down. It'll be hit and miss. Maybe he tries some new things. Maybe he's experimenting throughout the season. But what I think Thunder fans are going to have to be ready for is like the ups and downs that are going to come with Josh Giddy's shot through this season. It's going to take a while to get yep. that sorted out. But if he can find that consistency to go with his playmaking, he'll be a very, very strong NBA player on the offensive end, which brings me to his other homework, which is I don't 100% know what he's going to look like on defense against NBA competition. Uh, I'm curious to see what he can do. Obviously, he's got... A, a long frame, six foot eight, uh, guarding guards is intriguing. Can he use that size to his advantage, or does it become a hindrance uh, guarding smaller guys that you know he can't keep up with them? I think that that'll be one of the biggest things we'll have to watch for him this year. Maybe uh, delete social media. Oh no, my gosh, some of those tic- some of those TikToks, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it makes you realize. I think I think the guys of Down to Dunk were talking about this, but just like makes you think that he, he's absolutely an 18 year old he's a child making yep, I love like it. 
banana jokes and makes me feel very old cream jokes sour cream it just yeah yeah no i think the jump shot one is good um i i think part of not only improving the form and the consistency of that jump shot but taking it more often as well. It's the way, it's the way he lands. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't already tried changing that. Like you're Kicking that to, foot out. Drives you're supposed nuts. to land with two feet. First of all, he's going to roll his ankle landing on someone's foot <laughs> exactly. because he puts his foot out. And yep. the NBA is not going to say that the, that's not, or a defensive foul because he's going to be the one initiating the contact. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just all sorts of bad. Like uh-huh. It's just yeah. not how you want to see a three-point shot. I agree with that. I do like his finishing at the rim. Yep. Um, I think... As soon as the game starts to slow a little bit for him, uh, I think all the playmaking translates. Like I really do. Yeah. Um, but for him to be like an, an integral piece to a deep Thunder playoff team, like he has to be able to like shoot that three every time somebody goes under the screen. He's got to be able to still be efficient at the rim like he was in Australia. So... Uh, yeah. I think that's good. I think that's good. As far as defense, like, we'll see. I think he's going to be good and help defense. I think he's smart. High he IQ, cer- cerebral. Um, my worry is that the foot speed isn't good to keep up with really fast guys. Exactly. But, Especially if he's playing wing or, you know, playing on the wing like we expect yeah, him well, to play. I, I think it's actually better if he plays on the wing versus if you want him. I don't think he'll play the guard position. Like, I think he will he defend and play like 3-4. That's I fair. mean, I don't think it's impossible that this kid ends up being six eleven by the time it's all. No, out. yeah, no, he's almost there. You know, so <laughs> two more inches, like that's not <laughs> not out of the question at all. I'm with you, definitely. All right, Mr. Peterson, you get the star pupil. Now he we're tra- talking. He transferred into your class. Everybody loves him. He's a bit of a weirdo. Another foreign <laughs> exchange student. That was mean. But love everybody love loves teacher's him. Teacher's pet. He is got so much potential. The whole school is just the principal is waiting for you to mold this kid into something special. Your pupil is Alexei Pokashevsky. All right, now the podcast really starts. Welcome to the uncontested, the official podcast of uh, Alexei Pokashevsky. Uh, (laughs) I think from from Poku that. Probably the, the biggest thing I want to see is just you guys mentioned the confidence. We saw a lot of it this past season, um, but there is a real world. Um, I'm not sure. If, I'm not entirely sure if it will happen, I think, to start the season where he's, he's starting as a starter. But I would be shocked if it does not happen, uh, at least after like the midway point. And when he's playing with those starters, when he's playing alongside Shea and Giddy and Dort, right? Um I'm, I'm really curious to see kind of how he fits. So I think what I would like to see from him in that situation is like, yes, he needs to tone it down some. We don't need like behind the back full court passes to like Josh Giddy or whatever, but at the same time, um, take it back. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to see some of it, but at the same time, I still want to see him be aggressive. I want to see him continue to pull, not be timid and kind of shy away from the moment when he's playing alongside some of those players. Um, that's kind of the, just the first thing I think that comes to mind because I think he's going to have a bigger role with this team, but obviously the, uh, kind of getting more down to the weeds, I think strength is obviously the biggest thing. Uh, we know he has a pretty solid base. He has those tree, we call it the tree trunk limbs. He's going to have to get stronger from an upper body standpoint as well. Um, his shooting 
he has a good shot and good good form that works for him, but it still needs refinement. And kind of to what you guys were talking about with Giddy, like the OKC Thunder staff coming in and refining that specific to Poku. Um, I want to see a higher release. I think that's really important using um, his size and length to his advantage. We saw that with KD. That's what makes him one of the most versatile scorers to ever play the game. Poku needs to get that release a little higher. And speaking of his legs, use, you know, a little more hip. I'm going to gonna be one of those smart NBA guys, but use a little more hip flexibility uh, and get his legs into his shot a little more and, and keep that release high. I think that's going to help him a lot. And there's not very many players in the entire NBA that will be able to stop that. And then with that strength, he's going to be able to d- drive to the rim more. As we've seen, he's very crafty around the rim. I'm not concerned about his playmaking. That's always going to translate and be there. He just has to, uh, like you mentioned, Jacob, with Giddy, just let the game kind of slow down a little bit for him, especially, back to my original point, when he's playing with some of these starters like Shea, Giddy, um, Dort, like some of these guys that um, we're, we're going to see Poku have a bigger role in this team. And I just am curious how his game translates, how he's able to mature as the season go, goes along. Maybe a hot take. I don't know. I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, I think he starts day one. Nick, you disagree? One. Hmm. I kind of disagree also, but I want it to happen. My, my, my question, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, but who, over yeah. who? Well, who's going to play the three right now? I think you play Giddy, Giddy. Dorchet. Hey, that's what I say as well. And I think they're going to give the nod I, to I'm kind of into the starting lineup being Shea, Dort, Giddy, Poku, Right, um, favors and favors exactly. So you're I, Baisley's not starting. Yeah, I think I think Bays sto- starts over Poku. Day I do one. too. I do All Thunder fans right. want Poku to start over Baisley. I I am in full greens. I think Thunder is going to just. I think yeah, Poku has the way higher ceiling, and you're not going to win much this season anyway. So f it, why not do it? I think I day agree. one, day one, you're giving Baisley. I mean, we we said it earlier. This yeah. is Baisley's year to prove it. I think that's how he gets his shot. Prove it or lose it. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. If it I got, I got out, Poku, I got Poku. We'll we'll come up with a bet later on. I got Poku starting yeah. day one. <laughs> he don't watch Basil get like food poisoning the night before the <laughs> season opener, and Jacob will win, and then he'll start from game two on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, um, I think that's good. I think that's good. My my one thing that I would add, Taylor, is I was watching a whole lot of Poku highlights the other day, and it just makes me irrationally happy. Alone in a room in the dark. Yes. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> the one thing I think he needs to continue to work on is finishing with his left hand. Um, he That's is, really good. He finishes with the right hand even when he's on the left side of the basket. Um, with that length, if he can get the dexterity into his left hand, be able to finish extending with either hand like it's over. Like That's there's, there's no stopping him when he gets downhill, get, yep. gets to the basket. Um, just insane. Uh, yeah, no, I think he starts. I think if anyone can make a massive leap this season, I think it's Poku. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe I'm a homer. I just, I see so much room for growth there and an incredibly high ceiling. The percentage chance of him reaching that ceiling is slim. Mm-hmm. But that's why you take those swings, and if he can get there, yep. I I sent you guys a video, uh, a, a Poku highlight video last night, but I was watching it, and 
Uh, I think it was against Toronto, just this pass the he pass. made where he yeah. drove in, looked off one one way, and threw like a 30-foot bullet pass with the left hand to the opposite corner. Like just his ability to read the floor is insane. He and Poku or he Poku and Giddy, their ability to set guys up it's is be just going so to be so much fun watching them together. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can't All right, wait. We, we have two more students left. So, Mr. Crane, you're next. Your new student, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He came in for a lot of work in the summer. You got to see kind of what he's good at. Now, what are you sending him home to work on between now and the time the school year starts? He's a pretty simple player in terms of what he needs to do better. Like, I think he's pretty NBA ready for a rookie. Um, Can play a lot of positions, can rebound as a solid passer um just a, a good all-around guy like I, I really truly think his ceiling as an nba player is not high but if he's going to reach his full ceiling it all hinges on the three-point shot three-point shot was not good in college three-point shot was pretty shaky in summer league i'm having him go to the gym every day and he's not stepping inside that three-point line he's shooting threes all day long and if he gets that down i think he hits his ceiling fairly early in his nba career but he could be a guy. I think that's fair. I mean, Justin, he, would you add anything there? Seems like the most simple guy to evaluate here. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, Justin, would you add anything? He's the interesting one that, that nothing really stands out as like, he needs to work on X right now. I think getting to see more NBA minutes, getting that experience, like he's the kid to use more school analogy like he just needs to get in class and i think i think we'll we'll be able to see him grow and so i i don't think there's anything he needs to do between now and the beginning of the season i think it's you know keep doing the work get ready to adjust to nba life and let's see what he does with the opportunities that he'll get this year yeah and and nick i think you're spot on i think he is Continuing with our school analogy, he's the kid that shows up every day to class. He's quiet. He's nice. He, he does his homework. He turns in his schoolwork. He gets B's on everything. Um, he's not going to be valedictorian. Um, he's not going to be, you know, taking every AP class, but he shows up. He gets the job done every day. Yep. Nice person. He's got a lot of friends. Everybody likes him. Yep. Uh, not the most popular kid in school. He just, he's just kind of there, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I love yeah. this analogy. He yeah. uh, he went to prep school, right? They got him ready for the yeah. college level. He yeah, he's just uh, <laughs> which in this case the NBA level. Yeah, he's not going to be the superstar of the school. He's not going to be the straight A student. He's not going to be, you know, winning all the scholarships. <laughs> he's just he he's to me he is the ultimate role player. That's yep. that's who they drafted. Yep. Is the he reminds me so much of like Nick Collison and Kenny Hustle. It's not funny. Yep. And apparently the Thunder have a have a very strong uh, strong liking to those types of players. So and hey, those guys help you win, right? They they raise yep. your team's floor for sure. All right, Mister Peabody. Last one, Mister Crane got just the average old student. <laughs> you get the star pupil, the mm. king on campus. Everybody knows who he is. He walks through those front doors of the school just dripping. Kyle Singler. One hundred percent. He uh, just moved into a big old new house. He's rolling up in his Lamborghini, parking in the student parking lot, as he should with his new contract. Does whatever he wants. People used to not think very highly of him, but he b- proved everybody wrong. Your student, he parks in Russ's spot now. Your student is <laughs> Shay Gilgis Alexander. Uh, nothing. No homework for you. <laughs> an A plus uh, is an A plus. The summer off, you earned it. <laughs> Enjoy. See you later. You get go, to skip uh, a grade. <laughs> go We're just going to give you A's no matter what you do. Go get yourself a frosty, young fella. You earned it. Um, no, really. Like, what would I? I don't have anything for him to work on. I think come back again and do some more, please. Um, what we saw from Shea last year, let's see more of it. Let's see it for a full season. Maybe, um, let's see it with a younger group of players where, I mean, Shea's the unquestioned leader of this group for probably for the first time. So I think getting to see that in action, I don't think it's something he needs to work on, but I think it'll be more asked of him more so than ever before. Um, but yeah, I, I think come back and do it again. See see if he takes another leap. He's taken a leap every year. Does he have another one in him? If so, look mm-hmm. out. Um, yep. is, is that put him in an all-star level situation this season? I, I don't know. I think once again, OKC's record probably uh, dampens that all-star resume. But overall, I mean, thanks for coming to my class. <laughs> I, I think Appreciate I... You. I think I said this uh, maybe on the show with Taylor earlier this week, um, but I want to get the whole group's opinion here. If if SGA didn't get any better, he just stayed the exact same average, 24, 6, and 6 on 50, 40, 90. 50, 40, 80, whatever it was last year. I think he's still worth a next contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, yeah well, if, he were, if he were to get 0% better and just stay flat. He used to have a better. So, so do you mean zero percent better, or his stats just same static? His stats stay static. Okay. He has the same kind of production. I think he, he just, could get a lot better, but those stats stay him. the same. Right, right, right. Okay, so my my point is, his stats stay the same the rest of his career. Just stay static. He's worth a max contract. Like he was a max yeah, contract player last year. Yeah, if he shoot forty two percent from three right. on five to six attempts a game, yep. scored yep. twenty four points. Yep. With better players around him, be an yeah. insane <laughs> finisher at the rim. Yeah. Yep. 100 exactly. i think and a lot of people in the chat are saying this uh and i totally agree i think the one place i would like to see shay take a jump uh is defensively and i think he has the physical tools to do so i think he's got a quick step he's got incredibly long arms 
Uh, he's putting in a lot of strength training this off season. We've seen like all the, the Instagram videos and whatnot, um, strengthening up his core muscle yeah. watch. I would like to see him be able to be more engaged defensively. I don't think it's a lack of ability for him defensively. I think it's a little bit of lack of engagement. I mean, you look back to that rookie year, uh, in LA, he was a really good defender, right? If he could get back to that level of defense, like he doesn't need to be all defensive player, but if he can be firmly like above average and keep the stats static, I mean, he is, I think at that point, once they start winning, he's like all NBA caliber. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing I would mention as well, the defense was one I was going to mention you guys. I I think Jacob nailed that. Like everybody in the chat's been talking about that as well on ball defense for sure. And like Jacob said, just uh, kind of locking on the defensive end, but can you imagine Shay? I mean, he, it's tough for a player like him because it's so hard to stop him uh, when he's driving to the rim that he doesn't necessarily quote unquote need this in his bag for lack of a better term. But if, if you can imagine Shay getting a, a more efficient, a more, um, more regular pull up, or at just a jump shot in general um, in the mid-range. I think that, again, you, you don't want him taking a bunch of mid-range shots, but when he's driving to the rim, he has defense, defenders collapsing on him, especially this season, next season, maybe even the season after that where he has two or three defenders coming at him. Um, they think he's going to drive to the rim and trying to do something crafty to finish around the rim. Having him just being able to have a nice little floater or a, uh, a, a soft pull-up, uh, the cotton shot, that that what Rush used to call it, right? If he has something like that, I mean, you're, you're talking about a player who's just about impossible to guard in the offensive end. So um, He's already approaching that. Like, I've said it a lot of times. Exactly. His, his game is like, offensive game is very similar to James Harden's. Yep. And yep. I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to watch games where Shea breaks down his defender at the top of the key, drives into the paint, collapses the defense, and kicks out to either Josh Giddy or Alexei Pokashevsky who then like attack attack a closeout and just throw some absurd pass for like a dunk or a wide open three. Like I think the chemistry is definitely going to be there because I think that they have a lot of guys on this team that with Shea as the orchestrator, once he makes a move, once he does something and then the pass or, or whatever, I think everything else really kind of starts yep. to fall in place behind it. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Here's, here's one for you. Um, like to see Shea flirt with double-digit assists. He's got okay. he's got maybe better guys around him this year if everyone mm-hmm. actually plays and is healthy. He was 14th in potential assists per game last year. Like he could do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nick, let me let me play devil's advocate there for a second. With the type of players that they're bringing in. Will the system allow for him to do that? Like, do you think mm. he's going to get enough opportunities to get double-digit assists? Or and, and maybe this year is the year he could. But with guys like Josh and with Poku and with Ty Jerome and and all these other guys, I, I feel like there's so many good passers on this team that Shea's role is going to really fluctuate game to game. On this game, I'm a, I'm a I, I'm letting everyone eat. This sure. game, I'm strictly like the play finisher. I, I think that's I, I still like interesting. That. I still think I don't care how many passers you have. I don't care how many point guards you have. 
the ball is going to be in the best player's hands the highest percentage of the time. Right. And that's yeah. and that's Shea. Exactly. Yeah, like he was listed as small forward. Uh, the majority of his minutes on b-ball reference, but obviously he was the lead playmaker for the Thunder, which means, I, again, not to go off a uh, tangent here, but I, I, I think, you know, ball handler or guards, uh, forwards, bigs are probably the positions we should use moving forward. But kind of Jacob's point, just really quick on Shea, I know we, and we want to spend the most on him because he's the most important player moving forward. Um, at least for next season, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, Poku could potentially get to that point. But he shot um, six, or he averaged 16.1 field goal attempts per game last season. Um, 4.9 of those attempts were from three, and then 11.3 of those attempts were from two. I just want to see him continue to be aggressive, even as he's um, playing alongside some of these other players you guys have mentioned. I hope he continues to be aggressive, even as more uh, he's getting more and more defensive attention. Like, I think he needs to maintain that for the Thunder to continue to be, or for him to reach that next level and for the Thunder to reach that next level as well. I love it. All right, guys. Good homework assignments. Uh, you all passed my test of being high-quality basketball teachers, so good job. Thanks, um, Coach K. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. So I don't think we're going to have time for around the association, but we definitely want to hit the questions from the chat. Uh, so Taylor? Take us through the comments. What do let's we got? Let's do it. Um, let's see. Trying to find the first of the questions and go through the comments. Here's Nate Sanders. He asks, who will be the next player that posts off-season clips and we all overreact? We talked about Baisley, his his clips that were posted this, this league morning. league-wide or Thunder-specific? Let's do Thunder-specific. Yeah, we'll do Thunder. Yeah. It's got to be Josh Giddy. That's yeah, what I was going to say. That's a good Josh. one. That's a good one. He's very good playing some like YMCA league against old men and have some cool highlights. People are going to freak out like, Oh, should have got number one. Once he's done buying shoes, he's got to yep. put them into action, get them on the court. And yeah, people are going to, people Break are going to win baby. Because <laughs> I mean, it just hasn't happened. Like yep. because he only played five minutes in summer league, that <clears throat> first extended action, whether it's from a practice or whether it's from a workout, Whatever it is, it's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. Yep. You can only watch those Australian League highlights so many times. Right. Trust right. me. I've tested the limit. And and the thing with <laughs> Giddy's the only top 10 or maybe probably even lottery player that is still kind of like unknown. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even have the Summer League stuff to overreact to. Like he's yep. the only like unknown guy. Yep. Yep. 100%. Also, he's kind of taking the role. I think maybe not fully yet, but give it to like Christmas time. He is going to take the Steven Adams role of the tall guy from Oceana uh, with the long hair who all the women swoon over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's already starting to happen. Go to his, Get- Speaking of his TikTok, go to his TikTok page. And it's just... <laughs> uh, Thirst traps. Lot. Oh, and he loves it. He, he He's all about it. Get a like Oceania scrimmage going with him. <laughs> Get Steven Adams there. Patty Mills. Like... Oh I'd boy, Ricky up. Rubio. I'd overanalyze. <laughs> Ricky Rubio's not from Oceania. Oh, sorry. I thought you were just talking about foreign players with long, foreign, luscious foreigner. hair. I thought you were talking about foreigners. blue eyes. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, sign me up for that. I would. I would overanalyze that all day long. Very. I, I like that answer. That's a good one. So silver, silver assets. Uh, who besides Shea on the Thunder do you, we want to get the most minutes? 
Um, the ones that Silver gives is Giddy, Poku, Dort, or is there somebody else outside of that that you guys would like to see um, get the most minutes outside of Shea? I'm going Poku. I was going to say, Giddy. are we all saying Poku here? Oh, Giddy. okay. I, I was going to say Giddy or Poku. Oh, so I'll split the difference. House divided. <laughs> I'm going Poku 100%. Um, I love Giddy. Super excited about Giddy. I want would want him probably to see the third minutes, third most minutes on this team, maybe like tie with Dort. Um, but Poku would be the second player. I think I want to to have the most. Um, now, Sean asked a pretty interesting question here. Uh, we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this leading into the season with one of these players that we were kind of interested in, just kind of as a, a group, as a podcast. But why have the Thunder still not made a move to try to get a Cam Reddish or a Bagley to put into this core? I think a lot of that obviously has to do with the cost to get those players and it. Presty weighing, is it worth it or not? But I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. It's all about the money. Those guys got paydays coming up. Yeah, how do we know Presty hasn't tried? Yeah. Right. How do we know Presty likes those guys? You yeah. know? It's yeah. interesting. I thought something would have come out of both of those guys by now. Not necessarily to the Thunder, but just like just anyone. Lead in general. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, the same thing with like, you know, Thunder fans' favorite guy over the summer, Laurie Markinen. Like he's just yep. still just out there in the ether, just hanging yep. out. Yep, right. Yep, yep. yep. It's interesting. I agree. Uh, Jackson McElwee asked if Baisley and Dort are both amazing next year. Who would you keep? Ooh, so if Baisley and Dort kind of have the same level of a good season, which one would you rather keep long term? Baze. I think yeah. I probably I love Lou Dort to death, but I th- you got to keep this six foot nine wing who can pass dribble shoot. Yep, yep. that's yep. what I was going to say. Is that the if in this question is a very large if, but yeah. if Bayes performs at the same level as Dort, yeah, I think there's you take there's that's fair. Already question of will Lou Dort be a starting two guard two years mm-hmm. from now with all the draft pick and talent that they're going to have come through. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they just draft one top five guard next year or the year after, yeah, Lou Dort probably is not a starter. Yeah, look to uh, to use that uh, to use a nerdy analogy here. I am John Snow um, and Battle of the Bastards. The the infamous GIF of him pulling out his sword and the mobs coming at him. I am standing on Lou Dort Island with my sword. There is no way I would rather have Lou Dort the shooting guard position. Um, I'm going to stick to my guns here and say Lou Dort. I love it. (laughs) So here's another fun one here from Sean. Um, What kind of defender is Trey Mann? He's not entirely sure. He wants you guys to Not a good one. Yeah, join the club, buddy. (laughs) I don't really know either. Uh, New, we haven't talked about. Can I throw a question up here? Yeah. Yeah. What's Vic Kreschke's role this year? Oh. Not a two-way. They've already filled up the two two two-way spots. Yeah, not a two-way. So I think that now the most likely scenario is they cut loose either Gabriel Deck or Charlie Brown Jr. And Kretschke takes that roster spot. Yeah. And uh, maybe he never sees minutes. Maybe he does play a ton in the G League on assignment, and um, but just gets the NBA contract. I think there's, that's yeah. probably the most likely scenario. There's something kind of like Josh Giddy, where it's like the unknown. Like we haven't mm-hmm. seen him play a bunch. Sam Presti trading all the way up to what was he 32 or 34? Like he was early second round the year he got drafted. He was maybe somewhere in the 30s because Teo was 34. 36 then? Something like that. Maybe. Okay. Regardless, Presti moving up that far 
to get a guy like Vit who is coming off an ACL injury makes me think that he has seen something or knows something or I mean that that was out of left field. Yeah. No, definitely. And so the Thunder bought out his contract overseas. Uh, per CBA rules, when you buy out a player, you have to roster them. Yep. Uh, there was some confusion on and, and unclarity on whether you could put them on a two-way, and I think that's that's originally what I thought they would do. But the two-way spots are filled, so they have to roster him at this point. Yeah. So that means somebody, somebody's got to go. He could but still I, play I, every game in the, with the blue, though. Yeah, I, I, think, I, would, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting one, though. I there's, there's not many going to be kind of fun. Yeah, and there's there's not as many G League two way restrictions anymore. It used to be like that that number of days. Yes, they've really come off that. So like Aaron Wiggins could actually play up all year and mm-hmm. for the entire season up until down all year. Like playoffs, with yeah, for sure. obviously. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that G League squad. I mean, be Aaron Wiggins is going to be playing there. Josh Hall is going to be playing there. Vic Kretschke is going to be playing there. They're going to have a squad. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll have maybe two of us now that I'm here in OKC covering some games. There you go. Uh, some blue games. So uh, The Wash asks, asks us if Giddy uh, doesn't get back soon. Although I'm probably going to amend this question. I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Giddy's ankle sprain was pretty minor overall, mm-hmm. even if it would have kept him out the entire summer league season. He obviously, knock on wood, pending another injury, would uh, or will be available come training camp and then preseason into the regular season. But his question is, who would you take between tail or tie? And I think what uh, he or she is getting at is in a nutshell, you're trying to develop players. So we're assuming Giddy's playing, right? Would you rather develop or w- would you rather, um, or would you prefer maybe tails tail minutes over tied minutes or tie minutes over tail minutes? Um, that one's kind of tough. I mean, I, there's a lot I'm of things going, I like about Ty. I'm going Ty Jerome. I think yeah, he's got Ty a higher ceiling. Literally love Ty Jerome. Uh, dude, I'm so, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just like that kid. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Tayo. Justin, I, you're the tiebreaker, buddy. Yeah, I want Tayo as well. Do you want to go boring and conservative? I love that Jacob just assumed I was going tail. <laughs> or do you want to go like super saucy, pulling up from 30 feet? This is like when I had to tie break between my kids for dinner tonight between free birds and Wendy's. Oh, that's a tough um, one. Did, did you go Wendy's? Is that why you mentioned a frosty earlier? No. Ah, that is probably why point. I mentioned a frosty earlier. We did <laughs> okay. go to free birds because. Kids yes. eat free on Sundays, and Daddy's cheap. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> Are you the incredible. kind of dad that like makes your kids take free stuff every time free stuff is available? Yeah, that's the best part of being a parent. I remember I was with my dad one time somewhere <laughs> as a kid. He was like, "Hey, go up to that stand and get that thing." I forget what it was, and I was like, "I don't Why? want it. It's free." I was like, "That's right." But I don't want it, Dad. But it's free, so go get it. That's right. <laughs> Justin's such a dad, man. Duh. Such a dad. I love it. Uh, uh, what was the question? Uh, no. Tyverse, Teo, developmental minutes. Which one would you prefer? And you're the Tyver. Uh, Me and Nick are Teo, Team Teo. Jacob's always been tied to Rome. And look, Nick and I both like t- t- uh, Ty as well, but just end this I, question. F it. Ty. 
Yes. yes Why not? Fight again. Um, and then just a follow up from the wash. He was surprised that Ty didn't take part of the summer league. Were you, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this one specifically, but were you guys surprised about that or uh, were you not surprised? What do you think? No, I didn't think I, I wasn't expecting him to play summer league ball. Uh, yeah, I was more surprised by Poku than I was Ty. We got a chance to throw out an all white five man lineup this year, guys. I'm just yeah. not realizing wow. this. Okay. Ty, Giddy, Poku, Muscala. Who'd be the fifth? Who's the fifth white guy on the team? Vit. I guess you could throw out Vit. <laughs> what are we uh, this team to Utah, man? Or Dallas. Or Dallas. Uh, let's see. We we do have a lot. I'm trying to like scroll through comments. Um, uh, <laughs> give, us a, give us a couple more, Taylor. Couple oh more we'll boy, uh, is Kyle that... still played? Is Kyle still paid by the Thunder? Yes, uh, I Kyle think so. Next. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Next, um, probably still driving. Oh, that somebody at the Wash mentioned we were talking about SGA. Um, Thunder Twitter is all aboard the the timeline nickname. The Wash would like uh, the timeline nickname to to stick here at the uncontested. What do you guys think about the time I nickname while I scroll? I'm it makes me meh. think meh. of our, our our buddies at the Phoenix Timeline podcast. podcast. Exactly yep. right. Hey, right. I I pitched to you guys in our in our group DM, and I don't know if you guys <laughs> thought I was joking, but I want I want Justin to make the shirts. Shay Gilgis Alexander <laughs> Destiny Child crossover. Shay my name. Shay my name. <laughs> print them. <laughs> oh, print the money. I love it. I love it. Here's a here's a recent question in the chat from Christian Lure. Who's everyone's favorite non-Thunder player? Ooh, this is, this is tough. Nick, That's easy. Got? That's easy. Um, I support the Hawks out east, and Cam Reddish has been my guy since the end of the league. That's a very like underrated, like not That's a bomb. not typical one. I like that. Yeah. Taylor, who's your guy? Ooh. I'm torn here. Um, the first two that come to mind, like I'm not a Celtics guys by any means, but I always have loved, loved Tatum and Brown. Um, but I've loved watching Tatum ever since he was a rookie. Um, and the other guy that comes to mind, just because I'm forever a Russell Westbrook um, fan and always will be uh, John Morant. Uh, uh, John Morant. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm always ready for him. Moron. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. No, I'm joking. That's not <laughs> moron. Yeah, mor- <laughs> moron without the T. Um, I love Jaw a lot too. Taylor pronouncing names, man. It's the best. <laughs> made in heaven. Uh, Justin, you got the wash in the chat throwing out Russ. I think a handful of former Thunder guys. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a given. That's that one's a that's given. Cheating. Um, yeah. You know. Trey Young and Blake Griffin, because of my my Sooners fandom, those guys are always fun to watch. But like, as far as like no connection to at all, but just a guy that I like is Jimmy Butler. I really oh, like his okay. his attitude. Like he's a dog. I'm also like a big coffee nerd, so I'm all about big fish coffee. Like, sign me up for all of it. You calling him a dog reminds me of PJ Tucker at the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Parade. You guys see that video? I this team's got dogs. They got dogs. We're all dogs. It's incredible. Um, I'll go. Jalen Brown has always been my dude. I love Jalen Brown. I do too. Um, and yeah. then kind of just random. 
along the lines of of Nick, random under the radar, a guy I was super high on in the draft, and since he he's doing well, uh, I feel like it justifies my opinions in life. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, I love Hallie. Such a good player. He's got a lot of shade. You were always high on him and our little pre-draft stuff. (laughs) That's a good one. He's got a lot of Shea in him, I think. Even want the same range as Shea in the draft. I think Shea was 11 and Hallie was 12. Is that right? They were both 12. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Is that all for the the chat? I think so. Unless you guys want to go down a rabbit hole of what poker ceiling is. And um, there's more. You ever heard of this guy named God? Oh, yeah, no. that's right. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for checking out the Uncontested Podcast. We really appreciate you. If you joined us live tonight on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, here on the chat all night, hey, we appreciate you. We always love seeing the interactions as we go through the episode. If you're listening to the podcast version, hey, shout out to you. Thanks for downloading our show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts at. Go drop a five-star rating. Write us a little note. Tell us you love us. It's going to mean a lot. We will be back with you again Monday, tomorrow, as we do a live Green Room Hangout. So make sure you download the Green Room app. And then Wednesday night, we will do a Green Room podcast live from the Green Room app as well. Then Friday, you guessed it, another Green Room Hangout before we go <laughs> live again on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook next Sunday at 9 p.m. We're, we're going to start digging in a little more to what teams did in the offseason, what we liked, what we didn't like. As we start to prepare, just gentlemen, we are about a month and a half away from training camp. I love it. Preseason games. Love it. Less than two months away from the start of the NBA season. It'll be here before we know it. You guys have a great start to your week. Enjoy your Monday. Stay out of trouble. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we will chat with you soon. Until then. And as always, thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.